evening and welcome to the Cosmic Convergence Show with Big Tim and Dr. Love. On tonight's episode, Big Tim and I, we're going to talk about a recent trip we had. This trip was to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This is going back to our Bucket List Challenge series. So join us on tonight's episode as we sit down and discuss our recent trip to one of the most historical moments in America's history. Join us on tonight's episode. Good evening and welcome to the Cosmic Convergence Show with Big Tim and Dr. Love. Tonight's episode, if you've listened to the show opener, we're going back to a series that we started and, well, this is kind of a filler in between before we can get our wrestling stuff going again. Uh, but Big Tim and I, we're going to go back to our bucket list series. And very recently, we just went on a trip to knock off on one of our bucket list items to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania slash Harrisburg, and uh, it was uh, quite a trip. Uh, Big Tim, why don't you tell the listeners uh, a couple of things of what we did? Oh, man, it's it's hard to describe everything that we got to do. I mean, we went to the Gettysburg National the National Military Park. Yeah. That Dr. Love? And we, yeah, that, that's right. We took a bus tour. We went... We went and toured the battlefields. Uh, we explored the, I think it was the light tower that's there in Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. We explored uh, Jenny. You're gonna have to help me, Doctor Love. My Jenny, brain is Jenny Wade's house. Yes, Jenny Wade's house. So we were able to see. Which... We'll get into more about that later. Yeah, we'll get a little more into that. Uh, we we explored downtown Gettysburg for a little bit. We got to basically go all over the place in Gettysburg and even Harrisburg, and have have a guy uh, have a boys trip for a change. And yeah, it was, it's definitely something that I am very very pleased that we got to do. Um, I never thought I would actually go ever go to Gettysburg, even though it's only four or maybe five hours from where Dr. Love and I are located. Uh, I never thought it'd be one of those trips that I would actually do. And let me just say this in the beginning. If you have a chance to go to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and tour the battlefields, go. I, I came back from that going, man... Just looking at things that go on without getting in in any actual arguments or discussions or anything. Things that go on in today's society, civil war is not the answer. I for sure sounds like um, I might be laughing. I'm not. I'm serious. Civil so is never the is not the answer. Go ahead. It's not. So one of the biggest things um, the tour guide told us. One of the first things he told us is if more people came to visit Gettysburg. And I, I feel like it's more than just, just Gettysburg. I think he he hit hit the nail on the head there, but I think it should be more so to any of the national parks that are dedicated to the Civil War. Um, he said that if, 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 if more people came to visit those parks, they would understand the history 
of what happened and why a civil war is not the answer. Um, he said it best. My, my grandmother says it best. Um, learn from our history. Learn from our mistakes. That's what history class is about. It is there to teach us what happened in our past. If not, and again, I'm quoting my grandmother here, if we don't learn from our history, we are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, and that's a, a phrase um, that I was going to interject for a second. Those, The way I phrase that is those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. So, um, but uh, to get more into the meat and potatoes of this episode, um, I'm going to say that, uh, first off, we'll talk about the first day. So... The first day we we left here, left my house, um, it was about a six-hour drive. Um, first and foremost, I you're going to, a lot of people are going to make fun of me, but I drive a Kia Soul. <laughs> that little car can pretty much get you from where I lived to Gettysburg in about a full tank of gas. Yes, it can. Um, it, was, it was pretty nice. Um, the drive out was pretty nice. Uh, I mean, Big Tim did most of the driving. Um, we stayed at an Airbnb out there in Harrisburg. Uh, we stayed there for two nights for a hundred bucks. Um, it was that was a, quite an experience in and of itself because yes. neither one of us have stayed in Airbnbs, and I think one of the biggest concerns we had from that was the fact it was more of a shared Airbnb, so other people came in to stay. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that threw me off about it is I think it was our host's house. Um, as soon as we went in, it looked like someone was living there, not just staying there for the night. Um, but it was a place to lay our heads. Um, pretty pretty cheap. Like I said, about 100 bucks a night. Or not 100 bucks a night, $50 a night. 100 bucks total. Yep. Um. Then before we actually went to check into the Airbnb, because it was a self-check-in, we decided to hit up the National Civil War History Museum. Um, it was a small museum, um, but it was pretty uh, a pretty nice museum. Um, they allow you to take pictures, just no flash photography, no videos. Um, flash photography in a museum with historical artifacts, if, if you don't know... Um, that flash can do damage to a lot of things, especially clothing in the flags. Um, and why that sticks out to me, because if you go to Washington, D.C., in the American History Museum, they have Old Glory. For those of you who don't know who Old Glory is, that is the flag that flew over, and it was Fort Henry. Um, it's the flag that Francis Scott Key saw and wrote the Star Spangled Banner from. Um, but they have it encased in a room that you can go in and see. Um, they forbid the flash photography because, well, it's just going to disintegrate the flag. So anytime that you go to a museum that has that those types of artifacts, that's the reason why they don't allow you to use flash photography. Um, but the museum, like I said, was really it was really tiny, really small, but it had so much history in there. 
Um, one of my, yeah, I don't know if you want to, if the word favorite should be used here. Um, so I'm not going to use that. One of the most prominent displays there was about the abolitionist, abolitionist John Brown. So in the area that I live in, uh, the reason why I, I, I appreciate seeing this is a, it had his, one of his weapons that he used in the raid of Martin's Ferry. But John Brown actually had some historical significance to where I live at. He came to the area. He gave a speech. But the more interesting fact about that is his son lived in a town over from where I grew up at. And he used his son's farm to um, stockpile the weapons that were used in the Martin's Ferry raid. So to see one of the weapons that was like almost in my neck of the woods was pretty cool. Um, so I'm just rambling on here. So Big Tim, why don't you go ahead and... and Tell the listeners a little bit about the museum and what you saw and from your perspective. So the museum itself was, I would say it's a little bit bigger than what Dr. Love is giving it credit for. And that we did have to go to a second floor and then go down to the first floor. And it's nothing like, it's more like, like the Smithsonian Institution where it's huge. Like there's a lot of things in there. But... There's enough in there that it's something that I would definitely take the time to go back to. Um, fortunately, I didn't take many pictures in general at the Civil War Museum, but as Dr. Love was describing, seeing seeing things that were close to our area closer to dr love's area of course than where mine is but at the same time you know i'm i'm in ohio too of course and it's one of those, mm-hmm. those things you go and you sit back you think you think about what they went through what they had to deal with or they had where everybody was what they were doing Knowing that somebody like John Brown held a very weapon that was being displayed in the museum, or if it wasn't him himself, it was somebody who was part of the raid with him. I mean, that just, Mm -hmm. honestly, that blows your mind. Something that you really never think would actually happen. It did. Yeah. It's... It's literally insane. It was. Um, but they also had, like, other, like the exhibits there themselves were pretty nice and put well together. Um, and it was I was really appreciative because it really broke it down. Um, broke it down more so than any other, like, museum I've been to that relates to the Civil War. Um, and then something else that was pretty nice that I that we found was outside. So they have these little areas of bricks. Um each section is dedicated to each state, both the north and the south of 
each state who participated in the Civil War. Now, on these in these sections, they also have the uh, people that they found were dedicated with a little brick with their name on it and what regiment and everything around there. So you can go and look and see if maybe you have a family member that's there. That's their name's there. I actually found a couple that were probably from my family. I got to do research on, but then the view of where the, where the, where the museum's at, the view is pretty amazing. You could see some of the mountains out in the distance and it was pretty beautiful. So then after that museum, um, one of the other reasons why I went out there is because I have a couple of friends I went to go visit, so we went and spent some time with them. But I don't think you want to... You as listeners don't want to listen to that little, <laughs> little bit. Oh, maybe they do. Um, uh, but uh, after the first day, um, we decided to get up early to head to Gettysburg. It was about an hour away from where we were staying. So it was definitely cheaper than staying in at Gettysburg because I think it was like $150 a night for a was, hotel. Yes. Um, so we went there. We first we went to the visitor center, the Gettysburg National Visitor Center. You have to go there because they have a little little museum in there themselves. Um and when I say little, it was littler than the National Civil War Museum that we went to the day before. And then they have the Cyclorama. Um the Cyclorama has a movie in it. And then you get to go up into the cyclorama and they do a little presentation of one of the battles that happened there. And um, I was... Uh, the, move, the movie that was being shown was narrated by Morgan Freeman, but um, one could say I didn't sleep all the night before. But um, the movie was very thorough. It was very educational. And, you know, it's highly recommend you watch the movie and then you would go up into the cyclorama. What did you think of the cyclorama? That cyclorama is something that I never thought I'd get to experience. You know, it was basically a 360 degree view of what was going on in the battlefield at the time the battle was taking place. I think they even tell you mm -hmm. that you're, uh, the way they have it set up, you're supposed to be... Uh, was a Union soldier behind the front line, looking out, seeing what yeah what all was going on at that time, and you never realize mm -hmm. how big the area is. I mean, it's deceiving, Doctor Love. It really is. And that you're oh, I I, you're, I know. <laughs> you think oh, Battle of Gettysburg is over what a couple a mile or two? No, and there's. They walked through Gettysburg itself. They walked through. They walked from the north. They walked from the south, seeing some of the battlefields. Just in the Cyclorama part of it was mm -hmm. insane in and of itself because it looks like you're seeing for literally miles and miles and miles on end. And I, mm -hmm. I for one, will never get that sight. And. And we do have pictures. We will be posting pictures of our trip on the uh, Cosmic Convergence Facebook page. But you can look at the pictures, but pictures don't do 
justice. You have to go visualize, visually see all this for yourself in person. Um, so one of the things that they that they that the tour guide and the gentleman who were doing the presentation mentioned that in the Battle of Gettysburg, the South were coming in from the North, and the North were coming up from the South because that's where they were positioned before the battle. So like, um, the North was coming back up from our battle, and they were trying to get back to defend dc and then the, the south were just finishing up a battle they were coming down trying to get in there to attack dc so that's was what set up for this yep. for the battle of gettysburg um so after the cyclorama big tim treated us to a bus tour um the last time i went to gettysburg was so long ago that um we went my grandmother took us about herself we didn't do the bus tour we had a recorder that we listened to. I think the money was well worth it. Um, how much did you pay for the tickets, Big Tim? If you don't mind sharing. That. I don't even remember now. It was a relative, It was. It was about, if I remember, it was about as expensive as our, um, as our Airbnb was altogether. I, yeah, I think. At, I think at most it was like a hundred bucks for two people, so you're looking at maybe fifty. Yeah. It might have been a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I don't have the information off the top of my head. But with the bus tour, you got to go on a, a guided bus guided tour with a licensed tour guide for two hours. Um, there are other companies out there that do do that do tour guides, but I don't think any of them have a licensed tour guide from the U.S. government. So one of the areas that they typically would take you up on is a little round top, but due to some construction, everything that was shut down this year. So, um, and I was hoping we would be, we were able to go up there because last time we went, it was open, but that was also 15, right. probably 20 years ago. Um, but the site, the view up there is beautiful. Um, but as Big Tim mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you know, we got to go tour the battlefield on this, uh, bus tour. We stopped at some of the more prominent monuments. Um, and then I'll, I'll let Big Tim fill, fill our listeners in on the, a little more about the monuments. But one of the nice things was, is, and this is my, um, a quote from my history professor. The victors always write yeah. the history. What that means is people who are victorious in their battles and their fights write our history as how they see it. Um, so there was a lot of like little bits and pieces here. Like um, the South back then used to call it the War of Northern Aggression, whereas the North called it the uh you know the civil war and i i think it was um for lack of better words it it was the war to free the slaves um the south would always say it was not about it was about states rights and all that but in reality the civil war was to free the slaves in the south um that is a historical fact that is not supposed to be political it's not supposed to, you know that that is a historic um, I want to put that little disclaimer there. 
then um, every, so with that being said, there were a lot of monuments and epitaphs for each uh, state that had their own regiments and everything in there. Uh, there were a few from the South, um, but I think the more prominent memorial we a memorial and monument that we went to was the one that was dedicated by both the northern the the last living northern soldiers and southern soldiers that came together after having the battle of gettysburg this was about i think he said 75 years after the war they came together with and put their differences aside to dedicate a monument for the battle now, I'm going to turn the mic over to Big Tim so he can talk a little bit more about the monuments. Uh, there were definitely a bunch of different monuments that we saw while we were there. There was a monument, uh, one of the first monuments on the tour itself was the monument to the Tennessee, was it the, actually it was not Tennessee, it was the New Jersey Volunteer Brigade. Um, that monument has Somebody, or a soldier, not somebody, a soldier down on one knee aiming what looks like a rifle at the opposing side. And it's, it's kind of tall. I'd say probably about 10 feet tall. But that was one of them that we saw. There was another one that was dedicated to the state of Indiana's soldiers. Uh, the mo that monument actually reminded me a lot of the uh, Twin Towers, believe it or not. Uh, basically, mm -hmm. it looks like two buildings, two skyscrapers next to one another, standing up. There was one for the 147th Pennsylvania Infantry Brigade uh, that had, it was basically a star on top of a rock. There was one for the 5th Ohio Infantry that was erected by the state of Ohio. Uh, this was for the 1st Brigade, 2nd Division, 12th Corps. Uh, with the quote, boys keep the colors up on it. And there's a musket mm -hmm. and a flag on the front of that uh, monument. There was a bunch of older cannons that I think the tour guide said were restored a little bit, but yeah, they they were restored a little bit. Yeah, they were also part of the uh, part of the war itself. There was the statue. Well. If I remember correctly, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Big Tim, but the cannons, all the cannons you see on the battlefield, the, the cannons themselves are from the battle. But the wheels and what's holding them together, those have all been restored with wood yes. that was from the same period. So there's a couple of different types of cannons. There's a green cannon you would see, and then there's a black cannon. Or cannon, not canyon. Um, if I remember correctly, the green cannons shoot about a yeah. mile long and then the black cannons would yes, shoot I think that, further that's what the, the tour guide told us um, as, as far as other monuments there's the monument to 
uh, General. I think there was a monument to General Lee that we went by. He was uh, mounted or yeah, showed him was... on a horse with uh, oh. the horse's name Traveler or something like that. Yeah, uh, Robert Lee's horse was called Traveler. I think it was his. Um, let me just pull up some uh, information here real quick. There were monuments continue. dedicated to the Stevens Battery of the 5th Main Marine Corps. They fought all three days, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1863. They also mm-hmm. engaged July 1st, birth of the seminary, and they used 979 rounds of ammunition. I don't know how that was counted, but it's on the statue of the. And there's also different different monuments for the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, that's the biggest one that's there. There's monuments mm-hmm. dedicated to the Iron Brigade, the 24th Michigan Division. Basically, any division, uh, almost any division that served from the north has a monument, I feel like. Yeah. So, to kind of backtrack there, yes, Robert E. Lee's horse was called Traveler. Um, There's actually, there's a monument dedicated to him, and then there's a monument dedicated to General Longstreet, who's out in the woods. Um, And that was where he actually was on his horse during the Battle of Pickett's Charge. Um, so we, we with some of the location we went there was the location where they had the Pickett's Charge. Uh, we did not go to Devil's Den because, you know, venomous poisonous snakes. Uh, but that was a battle, the Battle of Little Round Top, the Battle of Big Round Top. There were just, we didn't get to go to those. Um, but of course, you know, majority of the monuments out there are dedicated to the North because, again, when you have the victors who win the battle, they tell their side of the story. So, if if you're going there for southern monuments, you're really not going to see a whole lot because, unfortunately, history—it's how history was. Um, now, not be like I said, that's just because there were. It's mostly northern states. Doesn't mean there are some southern states because there are some. Um, but I do want to touch base, so you said the uh, Iron Brigade. A little, little mm-hmm. historical fact about the Iron Brigade is this brigade wore black hats. So as the tour guy said it, and I'm not going to say it as, as elegantly as he did, but there, were, there, was a, there was a skirmish with one of the southern um, regiments, and they thought... The, the, that regiment thought they could take this the brigade. Well, the minute that they saw the black hats, they pretty much were like, oh, crap, we're screwed. Because the Iron Brigade was one of the more prominent brigades out of the entire Northern Army that really did, did a number on the South. Um, so that'd be the same thing as, like, for example... Uh, the Browns losing to the Steelers, essentially. Um, just I, I, I that's that how I'm going to compare it, but that's just kind of like, you know, I don't know how else to really describe it. Um, 
But like I said, the Battlefield tour is about two hours long. You get to learn a lot of history, a lot of sites. And it, it just being out in the Battlefield is very honoring the, what happened. And it's very a very humbling experience. Because as the tour guide said, if you don't come and don't learn from our history, you're doomed to repeat it. So it's very... Like I said, a very humble. The way I, the way, and I don't mean to cut you off, Doctor. Um, the way I would describe it, it's sobering. It's something that you mm-hmm. don't really think about until you're there. And I, for one, now that I've been there, I'm sitting here going, "I'm ready to go back." You know, there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we didn't get to do. I would that personally, I would love to go back and no. do. Um, but at the same time, we got to do what we wanted to do this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, it, if you you think you can try to go to Gettysburg in one day, you can't. You you just can't. Um, because there's a lot of other stuff there. Like you could go to Lee's headquarters. There's a little museum there that you get to go and visit. Um, we didn't get a chance to go to that. Um, and after the tour, I think, I think this is a good segue into our next section, but before we do, I do want to say that there are, there are definitely, there are other monuments that you'll get to see. Like there's some monuments for some of the Northern generals that you get to see. Um, I think the, the, the biggest one you'll get to see is for general, uh, Meade and general hooker. Uh, two of the prominent northern generals that, you know, were there. Um, so my recommendation before you go to Gettysburg, if you're going to go visit Gettysburg, um, to kind of get yourself in that mindset, I recommend watching the movie Gettysburg. It's obviously it's about the battle. Um, it's a very well put movie. It's based off of the uh, books. Um, the last full measure that I forget the author's name. Um, but there's there's two movies in this from this author, and it's Gettysburg and Of Gods and Generals. Both are excellent movies. The The Gods and Generals is about the first half of the war, Civil War, leading up to the Battle of Antietam. And then Gettysburg is about Gettysburg, and they were supposed to make a movie about the last full measure, which was the last bit of the Civil War, but they never did. Um, but watching the movie Gettysburg, watch that first, and then go to the battlefield, and then you'll see, from the movie's point of view to what's, what's real life, you'll see those moments from the movie. You can visualize it when you're going out onto the battlefield. And one thing that I do want to I point do. out before we transition to where wow. I think you're going, what we're going to transition into, when you go through the Gettysburg battlefield, there are these little stick walls, for lack of a better term. And those have been set to replicate what it would have been like during the war itself. They would have to climb the walls to try to. To gain distance. Well, to those aren't replicated. But they those had said the they had to walls. resource some of them. Yeah, some of them, yes, but majority of those brick wall, those stone walls, 
those are from, you know, from the war or the battle. Yes, they because of erosion and how the environment is. Yes, you would have to go in and restore some of them, but majority of them are from the civil from that era. Um, so after we got done with the battlefield, um, we had some time, and I told Big Tim, you know, the last time I was here, there's a, a, a farmhouse, which you know, who thinks of a farm going to a farm uh, to visit? Well, it this farm is a very special farm. It belonged to um, President Dwight D. D Dwight Eisenhower and his wife Mamie, and we got to tour their private residence after he retired, for, or not retired, I mean, he no longer was president. Um, so going from the Civil War to World One, World War Two era, nineteen fifties, um. So literally, it's like going through time because you went from 1864, 1863 to 1950s and seeing what it looked like for us, for Big Tim and I, about what? Almost yeah, not, not even 50 years. It has to be longer than that at this point. Um, yeah, about 73 years ago was when... Uh, Dwight, uh, President Eisenhower and his wife lived there. So 73 years ago, that is relatively recent history for us. But to put that into perspective, if you think about it, that's about the same time it would have been from President Eisenhower from when he was alive to when the Civil War was. So, because from 1950 to, from 1864 to 1950s, that was about 80 years. 86 years. So, from us now to when they were there, that was 73, so take about 10 year difference there. Um, so, to kind of put how perspective that is. Um, so, but we got to tour their private residence, saw some artifacts from when they were alive, and just kind of like seeing what it looked to live like in the 1950s. Um, Big Tim, why don't you give your So one your of the things that immediately caught my this. eye in the house was the fact that they had a guest book that uh, First Lady would have guests that came in sign so they had a record of their visit. I took a picture of some of the pages mm -hmm. uh, that were there, and they were, of course, some of the kids that they had, some relatives that they had. There was also a couple people that signed it that were from New York. Uh, there was a Helen, I can't read the last name, that signed in there. Just looking at people who visited... Eisenhower's was interesting in and of itself. Um, there's a painting mm -hmm. of Eisenhower himself inside the private residence, and I did get a good picture of that. I'll put that on our social media channels uh, later on. It's mm -hmm. but touring the house is something that I 
honestly never thought I would get to do as well, along with going to Gettysburg. So what I would what I would suggest if anybody is planning on visiting the Gettysburg area, go to Gettysburg, go to the Eisenhower House, a planned multi uh, multi day trip so you can take your time through each area. And the other thing that caught my eye was some of the rooms, like seeing how somebody would get through the 1950s. Because I'm, I'm one of those people who loves technology, and I can't honestly picture myself living through the 1950s. I, I, I probably, I'm laughing. That's probably a little inappropriate of me yeah. to laugh. But when you're somebody like us who's grown up with cell phones, the evolution of electronic devices. Thinking how much simpler life was back then when you didn't have the world at your fingertips. You know, it's... Sometimes I wish I could visit that era. There are other times where I know I wouldn't survive in that era. Yeah. So, to kind of put how much of a difference in from when the Eisenhowers lived there to now. Um, I said that was a, they let's, I was doing some research while you were talking there, big Tim. So their house, the farmhouse was completed in 1953. They rebuilt it and all that. So if we take it from there. So 2023, the year we are now minus 1953. That was 70 years. It's been a 70 years since someone was actually living in the house. So then we take it from there, 1953 minus 1863, when the Battle of Gettysburg was. That was 90 years. 90 years since the Battle of Gettysburg from when the Eisenhowers were there. So to think about how in about 30 more years or so, will be the same length of time that the Eisenhowers were living in Gettysburg since the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, one of the tour guides there mentioned that the reason why Dwight bought the house, bought the farm, is he had a draw, a connection. He had, he like, Gettysburg was calling to him. Um, one of the biggest things was when he first was getting into the military, um, one of his first assignments was to set up a training camp in Gettysburg. Uh, because during that time, they still used the battlefields as training grounds for the military before it became a national park. Um, so, again, for right. Big Tim and I, that's, that's like fairly recent history. Um, now, overall with Gettysburg, the Battle of Gettysburg... They're getting ready to celebrate the 160th anniversary this year. So, Big Tim and I decided to go to Gettysburg at the perfect time because if we went during the actual days, so July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of the Battle of Gettysburg, granted, we probably would have seen a lot of reenactments and stuff like that, but it would have been. It would have. So... It even even if it wasn't such a big anniversary, 
if you decide to go on Gettysburg during the time that the battle happened, it's still going to be busy because there's still those three days is when the battle happens. So they're going to be doing a lot of more stuff than just going into on the battlefield and all that. Uh, but moving on from the branch, we went back into town and we I wanted to take Big Tim to the Jenny Wade house. Jenny Wade was the one civilian casualty for the entire Battle of Gettysburg. Um, majority of the residents of the town, they either left or they were all very secluded. So the house was actually kind of like a duplex in today's society. So one side of the house belonged to Jenny Wade's sister. So technically it wasn't Jenny Wade's house because she lived a block up the road from it. And then her sister shared a house with another couple. Um, so the story there is Jenny um, and her her family came together because of the battle because, you know, her mom came, but also because Jenny Wade's sister just had a baby. So her mom and her sister decided to come and take care of her sister because her sister's husband was part of the war. Um, just like any other man and boy during that time, they felt the call to go to war. Um, so what had happened was, is because the battlefield surrounded the town, Bolt, stray bullets would come through town because of how you know, the weaponry were. There was even some houses that had still had cannons in in it inside the house. But in this case, it was a couple. You could see a couple of bullet holes and everything. But what happened was a southern sharpshooter shot a bullet and it strayed into the house went through two doors, and unfortunately, it ended Jenny's life. Um, her mother didn't know what happened until it was too late because Jenny was behind the door kneading bread, doing her daily and morning routine. Um, and her mother was facing away from her, tending the fire to prepare bread. Um, the bullet, like I said, came through two doors, Jenny didn't make a sound, and then her mother turned around, saw what happened, got up, or didn't get up, but calmly went into the next room because her sister was in the other room tending the baby, and her mother calmly said to her sister, we need to move. Your sister has died. And Jenny's sister let out a blood-curdling scream, which alerted two Union soldiers that were walking by. They came in, they saw what happened, they gathered everybody up, went upstairs. Now, something I forgot to mention here is there was a cannon that was shot through the top of the house, and it split a hole in between the two houses, the, the, the duplex. So those soldiers broke out the wall even more so where they could get through to the other side of the house to get the body down to the cellar. Um, now, why they did that is because on Jenny Wade's sister's side of the cellar, it was in bad condition. They couldn't get it down, get down in there. So 
that is the that, that's like a little civilian monument that that they kept the house in it's the same condition that it was in at least for restoration purposes and everything and it that was a pretty interesting experience in itself too and i'm sure big tim yeah seeing the one where the one civilian casualty took place i mean it, it i know i keep saying the, the phrase that it takes your breath away but it does you're so you have somebody and was she in her 20s or something like that Going through her daily life, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. There's nothing that the mo- the mother could do about it. And yeah. it's it's another sobering monument in Gettysburg. I, w- I would still call it a monument, even though it's technically a house. It was never torn down It was or anything like that. And... It's one. It's yeah. one of those things where you, you don't think it could happen here. It did, and mm-hmm. just to me screams, "Ow!" It's beyond all imagination, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that. Kind of concluded our big things we wanted to do for that day. After the museum, or after the Jenny Wade house, we kind of just did a little extra sightseeing before we met up with another couple of friends that I was meeting for the first time for dinner. Um, so we kind of drove up past the, um, the the National Cemetery for the for the Civil War. And we were trying to get in, and we thought you could just drive in, but you couldn't. And Big Tim and I were done walking for the day. So that's something that we both agree that we wanted to go back and see the next time. Especially, I I definitely want to go back there to see it because there's a spot that we found out later that they dedicated to where uh, President Abraham Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. And when he was dedicating the the cemetery to uh, the fallen. Um, and of course, we backtracked to a couple of the other monuments that we saw on the bus tour because we wanted to get better pictures of it. Um, and when we post these pictures, I will give another disclaimer that most of the yes, pictures that you true. see of monuments are from a bus. So, um, but we were able to get out a couple of spots to get some good pictures. And we went back, like so we went back through the battlefield to get a couple of other good pictures of some monuments that we couldn't really get a good view of and then uh, i gotta stop you for a second Dr. A Love, because a we did have one experience at a cemetery oh i will laugh until the day i die at and i, I know it might be a little too soon to say day i die when we're talking about a, a cemetery in town near where the civil war near where the gettysburg took place we went to look for jenny wade's a grave site. So, right. So as we pulled into the cemetery, what song would play over Dr. Love's playlist that stay in life? <laughs> um, 
No, it, it was and that, not. It was not playing whatsoever. whatsoever. And so we we played it. We took a picture of it. We'll upload that. I have a picture of it. I'll upload that picture too. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, but it's just one of those one of those things maybe. where you go really universe really. Yes. Um, now that cemetery is the Evergreen Cemetery. It's uh, that's a public cemetery, so it's for it's not the National Cemetery, but it was still a beautiful cemetery because you got you, you, there were other. I'm sure there's other people that were buried in there besides Jenny Wade, but of course you know we went. I big Tim stayed in the car, but I went out and paid my respects to Jenny Wade. Um, and then. Like I said, after that, and after going back out of the battlefield for a little bit, we went back to, we went and met up with some other friends. And we um, had a really good steak. Unfortunately, where we live it's at, and we don't have that restaurant. There is, yep. There is. I think I, think I no, know what we're going to do for another... Uh, conversation for a whole nother day, though. Now down. we're getting ahead of ourselves. With a whole, now we are. So um, then after after that, we went back to the Airbnb for our final night, and then um, we got to sleep in a little bit little bit longer. And then on Sunday morning, we decided to make our trip home. Um, Interesting. Our return trip was a little, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, we decided to. We wanted to do um, on the return home. We wanted to take it like a do a couple of mini golf courses. Well, we only gotten one, and it took us normally. Norm, so for perspective, Big Tim and I, when we do mini golf I would courses, say more it like takes a half hour to forty minutes, twenty minutes to get through. Yeah. Typically. It took us almost two and a half hours to get through this course because the the people and you know you can't blame them because they're want the, the the you know somebody's gonna come in they're gonna take the money, but they allowed two rather large groups go ahead of us, and the one group ahead of ahead of us they were like oh don't worry we have a, a ten yeah. ten stroke minimum or was it maximum. Um, in in golf, in mini golf, usually six. Yeah, the max max for mini golf is what six. So the course was nice. It was something we a, a course that we're not used to, but it just yeah. And I will say the game ended a two with stroke win for a big two time. stroke difference or a one stroke difference. And Big Tim's undefeated yep. streak at mini golf continues. Um, but before we went to play mini golf, which was funny because we were heading towards mini golf course, we were heading to a restaurant, a Mongolian restaurant, Mongolian barbecue restaurant, which was amazing. It was really good food. Um, and then we're like, well, let's let's go. And then we're like, well, we got to find the mini golf course. And so it happens that the mini golf course was right behind the restaurant. So I was like, oh, cool. Um, after that, we drove up to Penn State to see the. Uh, so I insisted on, on the statue. stopping to see the 
Nittany Lion statue that's there at Penn State. Uh, with Dr. Love and I being from Ohio, uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. Dr. Love's not as big of a sports fan as I am, um, but it was interesting to see a Big Ten campus that's no. not Ohio State, and so and see some of the sites that are there at the Penn State campus. We were able to see the Nittany Lion statue. There was also a virtual geocache there. Uh, I had us complete. We just took picture. had to take a picture and answer a question. And then after the Nittany Lion statue, we drove down the main road on the campus. We drove past all the sports stadiums that they have there, including uh, Beaver Stadium, which is the Penn State football field. Let me tell you something, Dr. Love. That football field is literally huge. That football stadium is huge. Well, 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 while you were focused more on the sports aspect of everything, I was more focused on Pokemon Go. Uh, So, but then after our little trip down Penn State Road, uh, for dinner, we drove to the original Quaker Steak and Lube in Sharon, Pennsylvania, and then got some wings, and then we just did our boys trip from there, and I, we went home so overall the trip was nice yes, it was we relaxing have. we've already planned our second annual boys trip next year around the same time to uh dearborn michigan for those of you who don't know what's in dearborn it's the Ford henry ford museum and greenwich historical village which the village has a lot of historical figures houses so that means a lot of their houses were uplifted and moved there. Um, so I'm I'm a history buff. I was like, you know what? Let's let's go there next. Now, the drive for that's going to be a lot shorter. It's about a three hour drive from where Big Tim's from. Um, and I don't know. I think we might. I think again, this is the Probably discussion not. for Big Tim and I for another <laughs> day. But I don't think we're going to do an Airbnb for that. So, but that uh, pretty much concludes tonight's episode. Just want to reiterate, Tim. Did you have anything else you wanted? If you have the chance to go to Gettysburg, you need to go. Okay. It may not be as interesting if you're a youngin, maybe 10, 12, 14 years old. When you get older, you'll appreciate it more. Honest, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to go. And yes. and I'm glad I got to go with you, Doctor Love, because well, I'm glad you got to go. I with have me. never been. I've, you and I had never really had a, just a boys trip where we would go out for the weekend and and go visit things, visit nope. whatever. And honestly, I'm glad we got to do it, and I'm glad we already have the next one on the books. And I look forward to it next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, my my final thoughts on it is, you know, as as Big Tim said, it's humbling and awe inspiring, and I definitely every time I've gone, I've learned something new. Um, and my both my high school history teacher and history professor would be very proud of me because I got to experience that again. 
Um, I know another battlefield that's on our bucket list is Antium. And I want to take Big Tim, but this will be a long, longer drive to a pa- a- Appomattox Courthouse where um, General Lee surrendered to General Grant. I would love to go see there one day. Um, but with that being said, this uh, will conclude tonight's episode. Uh, just to put all of our listeners out there on uh, what's to come, um, we are still planning on doing our Night of Champions results show for WWE's Premium Live event. Um, I know we have another Premium Live event coming up. I don't know if there's one coming Money up. Money in the Bank is going to be the next there one. There might be one coming up for July, so I think we might have a break. It's July 1st. In that. Is that in June or July? So we have a bit of a break here in June. Um, and I believe Money in the Bank is, is going to be from London. Correct? So, so we have that preview show and result show coming up. Um, and then who knows what's going to come up from that. Um, I know Big Tim and I have been doing some marketing and trying to get some folks on. And uh, we look forward to creating more great episodes for you. So with that, this is Dr. Love with the Cosmic Convergence Show with Big Tim and Dr. Love signing off.